episode of Arcade Dad. My name is Nick, Arcade Dad, and I'm joined once again in the studios by my co-hosts Oliver and Edward. How are we doing? Good. Great. Fantastic. Now, if you didn't get a chance, Arcade Dad's first episode is up as well, and you should definitely check it out. It uh, is myself, Edward, and Oliver talking about one of our favorite games, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and it has some great tips and some great advice about why we think that game is really really fun now if you are new to arcade dad this is a podcast where we discuss healthy family gaming and how uh, we as a family uh, incorporate board games and video games into our family life and how we do it to promote social um, activities within our family communication and uh, and how we utilize uh, board games and videos just to have fun uh, with our with our whole family um, and so that's basically what Arcade Dad is all about. And each episode, we are going to be looking at a different video game or a different board game and just discussing why we love it so much as a family. So on that, this week's episode is a little pink character, one of Edward's favorites, and it's called Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Now, Edward, tell me a little bit about why you love Kirby so much. Because he can suck up stuff with his mouth and he, um, he sucks up cubes with his mouth and then spits it out and he gets fat when he sucks it up. Yep, and we love you love playing Kirby, whether it's Kirby in Forgotten Lands or whether it's Kirby in Super Smash Bros. He's got that awesome inhale ability where he can either, um, yeah, like you said, suck them up and spit them out, or he can actually take on the uh, abilities of other characters like he can on Super Smash Bros. Isn't that right? Awesome. Now, for those who don't know, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands is a 3D platformer bought out in t- 2022. Um, it's a, I guess, adventure game. It's, uh, not necessarily open world, but it's more of a linear, um, linear experience. But the idea is that you're rescuing the Waddledees, which were kidnapped by the Beast Pack. Um, as Edward said before, Kirby's got a, um, copy ability and it's utilized a lot in this game and you need to figure out what you need to copy, whether it be a car or whether you need to copy a fridge and inhale a fridge and use that to to knock down walls or there's they, they use that copy ability extremely well in in this game and it is actually one of the um the best selling kirby games in the in the series uh on the switch it can be two players which is really fun because you can do couch co-op one person can be kirby and the other can control um one of the waddledees named bandana waddledee um and I think it's just a really great introduction into platform platform games and, and puzzle solving. And it also incorporates things like boss fights and stuff like that. So it's a really great game um, for uh, in the Kirby series. And it's a really great, great game for, for kids to play. But uh, like we have done in um, our previous episode, I'm actually going to hand it over to Edward 
Um, this week he is going to be doing Oliver's Origins. So Edward, can you just do a bit of an origin story on Kirby and also Kirby and Forgotten Lands for us? Mm-hmm. The first game was released in 1992 in Japan. It was called Hoshino Kirby. Later released in North America and PAL it as Kirby. Dreamland 39 Kirby games, 100 anime episodes, the latest being Kirby's Dreamland Deluxe. Awesome. So Kirby started as a game in 1992 in Japan, is that what you said? And it was called what, sorry? Hoshino Kirby. Hoshino Kirby. And then they renamed it as Kirby's uh, Dreamland. Dreamland in North America and PAL. Um, awesome. And then you said there was 39 games? Over the series and a hundred anime episodes, fantastic! Yeah, if you haven't checked that out, Kirby's also a really great um, anime series. A lot of manga comics and stuff associated with Kirby, um, which uh, you guys have read a few of. So that's that's awesome. Um, thanks for that, Edward. Um, and so, what I'm going to do now is just ask you again, Edward. What's your favourite thing about um, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands? Um, defeating Meta Knight. Defeating Meta Knight. And is he the final boss? No. He's in the stadium. In the stadium, which is another sort of side bit of the of the game itself. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, Kirby in the Forgotten Lands is, I guess, a platforming game where you are going around to different islands. And in each island, there's um, a number of levels. And you obviously progress through the level um, through sort of 3D platforming using Kirby's copy ability. As I said, you can do things like copy a car and drive around or you might copy a witch's hat cone that you sort of move around and do puzzles with. Um, And then on top of that, you've got just defeating all of the the bad guys in the game itself with uh, either copy abilities or with... The weapons that Kirby has, um, swords and uh, stars and all sorts of things. So it's a really great game because it incorporates a lot of different um, mechanics in the game itself. Um, and I think it's a fantastic game for the, like I said, the introduction of platforming because some of the other platformers that are out there are quite difficult, um, especially for younger kids. Uh, so for Edward, being six, I think it was a, uh, a really good introduction because what can happen is if you jump over some of the platforming sections and you don't quite make it, you can actually float back up to get you back up to the, to the level again. Um, and so uh, he, he has that sort of floating or gliding ability that allows him to, to make it easier or harder, depending on what you're doing in that sort of platform, which opens up the accessibility to um, a number of different ages. Um, Then there's, in each of the levels, there's lots of different puzzles and there's lots of different challenges. So it's not necessarily just about getting to the end of the level. In the level itself, you can do other things. So what else could you do within the levels, Oliver? Do you remember, like, other challenges that you could tick off? 
Well, once you finish the main story, there's more of the lands, and those have some hidden secrets. Um, other things in the level, you can just play around, find money, fight the enemies, sometimes mini-bosses, and yeah. And you had to rescue, was it rescue the Waddledees throughout the yeah, levels as well? Yeah, rescue the Waddledees, even though to lots of Kirby lovers, um... You might know Waddledees as enemies, but in this game you are trying to save them and in you live in the Waddledee village. Okay, there you go. Um, so, uh, and in terms of, I guess, what Arcade Dad is, is all about in terms of healthy gaming, we talked about a little bit about this um, with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and... Kirby is another one of those games where it has a set endpoint. So for us, we could say, okay, you guys can do one level each and then we can turn it off and do something else. So it had that point where you could work your way through one level, finish the game and move on. Um, and I think, like we said last week with the open world games, sometimes you can kind of get lost in time and, and all of a sudden you've been playing the game for the whole day and, and, and you haven't done anything else. This allows you to just to just set those time barriers really, really easily. The other thing which I really love about this game and, and I love about um, uh, a number of other games is that there is a definitive endpoint in the game, the final boss battle. Some of the online games and some of the uh, newer games coming out in, in the world of gaming have just content being uploaded and new content being added all the time and so there's a never-ending um, supply of things to do which is great because it keeps the game fresh and uh, keeps people playing it however there is a real sense of achievement when you can buy a game and you can finish it from start to finish and even though that might be the end it's a uh, it's, it's quite a um, great feeling when you work your way through a whole game and you get to the final boss battle and, and you defeat it and, and then you've sort of beaten the game. Um, I sort of um, put it in, you know, when you have a book and you read from start to finish, there's a real sense of achievement when you finish that book. If you had a book that was just never-ending, you might sort of not get that, um, that same feeling as what you do when you, when you finish it. So I think this is a really great game and there's other great games out there that have that start and they have that finish and you have that epic final boss battle and then you just get that sort of overwhelming joy of, of completing the game and i think kirby does that really really well um so there's also a lot of mechanics in the game quite complicated and quite complex so it does um, cater to the older kids when it comes to leveling up and now we've sort of switched things around this week Edward did all his origins, so in that sense, we are going to do uh, Edward's Shortcuts this week, done by Oliver. Well, one of the main tips I want to tell you is to upgrade your weapons, you will need money and rare stones, at least two rare stones to upgrade first. Now... Some items to upgrade, you need a. You can upgrade them once with two rare stones and quite a bit of money, which you can get quite a lot of. But then, if you wanna, if one can upgrade more than once, 
you need three or four redstones. Now, talking about redstones, redstones, there's three ways to get them. First, you, the first is if you're on an island looking at the levels, sometimes you might see these little, you might find a hidden thing which says click A to search. Sometimes it will just be money. Sometimes this star portal will open up and that is a treasure road. It, you'll get a certain ability in that treasure road and use it to complete the level without dropping it. Um, and that then, gives you a rare stone? Yes, yep. at the end. Cool. But you do have a time limit. Mm -hmm. But then there is also a mode that lets you... So there's... You can, um, you can fight in the Colosseum by going to the Waddle Dee out the front of the Colosseum by fighting Meta Knight. Um, then there's another thing I forgot to mention in the upgrading process, a blueprint, which will be hidden in levels. Um, I recommend upgrading the, um, the sword ability first because not only does it deal lots of damage it also not only looks like wild eagle one of those mini bosses it also has his shield with spikes on it now if you use that shield by pulling zr zr um you will be able to put the shield out in front of you enemies run into you they get damaged um and you will block certain attacks and take a lot less damage and then um if you're struggling to get through the game like arcade dad mentioned um you can do co-op mode with bandana waddle Dee. and you guys have done that a lot that was one of your favorite ways to play it you sort of mm -hmm took turns and being Kirby and took turns and being Bandana Waddledee, which and is really great. And the third way to unlock stones is once you finish the game, Chloraline, one of the bosses, once you finish the game, you would probably be familiar with Leon, I'm pretty sure is how you pronounce it. Um, and he is a lion. Chloraline was worried about him at the end. So you can go into the multi another star thing not a treasure right though it's like a multiverse like all the levels in one island put together which does take longer than a normal level but sometimes you'll find rare stones in those great there's some fantastic uh tips there so we got obviously one of the most important things is um leveling up your weapons and um and then i was just giving some great um great advice there on how to do that by collecting those rare stones through either doing the treasure roads or the Colosseum or the Leon uh, multiverse at the final end of the game after I think you've beaten the final boss is that correct yes yeah. and seeing the credits seeing the credits okay so that's really really great now can I just quickly Edward ask you what would be your favorite um, weapon in the Kirby game time crash time crash uh, and that sort of stops time and uh, and allows you to sort of go around and defeat the enemies without them moving. Is that correct? Yeah. 
has a fantastic um, ability. One of the ones that you get later on in the game, I believe, though. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, we, as you can probably um, guess, we really love it. Uh, Edward loves Kirby. Um, and I'll love the, the platforming sort of aspect of the Kirby game as well. And I think it's got some really fun, you know, fun mechanics. I enjoy playing it with the boys. Um, we had some really great laughs with Kirby and the sort of funny, silly power-ups and, and um, copy abilities that he can do, especially I uh, loved watching Edward driving around, crashing into things with the car. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you can, you can uh, suck up... A, a soda can dispenser and shoot soda cans at the enemies. So I think they've incorporated some, um, you know, some funny mechanics in the game as well that have kept it lighthearted and, and appeals to quite a range of, of different ages with the kids. And, and as I said, I, I really enjoyed playing it as well. Um, now, so when we did the last episode, we, we rated the game out of five retro arcade machines. Um, so starting with you, Edward, how many retro arcade machines? Five do out of five. Build? Five out of five. There you go. Real easy. As I said, one of Edward's favourites. And Oliver, how many retro I arcade? I also give it five out of five retro arcade machines. Five. Wow. Two five out of fives for the boys. And I'm going to give it four and a half retro arcade machines, um, which is obviously a another great score. So um, fantastic game. We've played a lot. We've finished it. Um, we've also done a lot of the Treasure Road stuff. Um, so we've had, you know, a lot of hours uh, of enjoyment in this game itself. I think it's a cute, sort of bright and colourful game. It's It can be calming at times. You know, there's some really nice sort of moments in the game, you know, through, you know, there's other things like calming things like collecting the uh, uh, little figurines and, and the stickers um, throughout the game. Um, another sort of um, mechanic in that. That's just enjoyable to do, um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just a really a joy to play, and and it caters, like I said, to a great range of um, of ages and abilities, um, and so therefore I'd really recommend this game for for your family if if the kids are in, into platforming games and into Kirby, or maybe if they're not into Kirby and they don't really know much about Kirby, it's a real nice introduction into the Kirby games because then from here. There's a whole back catalogue of different Kirby games and other ones that have come out since then that are in the sort of similar genre that um, I think cater really well to, to kids and, and gaming. Um, so big tick from, um, from the arcade dad. Now the last thing that we are going to do is talk about last week's um, Guess That Sound. And if you haven't checked that out, Check out the last episode. We had a little clip of a um, little music clip and we asked you to try and figure out where that music clip was from. And if you hadn't worked it out, it was actually from Big Blue in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So here is this week's Guess That Sound. And that just about wraps things up from another great episode of Arcade Dad. And from all of us at Arcade Dad, remember to keep those controllers charged and we will catch you in the next one. See, See ya. ya. See ya.
I'm cute. I'm adorable. Look how cute I am. No, I just want to switch it over. Give me some health. Give me some health, baby. Oh. Oh, so I'm going to play the weird way. Oh, I love this game. Okay. Go. 